Dearly beloved, we are <laughs> here to solemnly wish our dearest... I can't even say that. <laughs> I don't even know what the fucking thing is. Let's, let's do this again, Idol. Yeah, yeah hang on, hang on. Oh, well, Dude, wel go. welcome to all the big book videos where I <laughs> struggle to find an intro. <laughs> So what happens when you call me is like, we're, we're going to say goodbye to Discovery tonight. I'm like, uh, okay, let's do that. Uh, anyway, yes, you may have heard the very solemn, sad news that Discovery will be um, ending after season five, which is airing in 2024. And we thought we'd actually go out of our way and take the time to sort of work out why this has happened and also, you know, what uh, what the reckon what the effects of that will be i'm struggling to talk tonight what is going on um you're, you're so, so taken by this news i know it's really it really hit me hard to be fair like when i first heard the news i was a bit like okay with the you know the paramount plus which we'll get onto the paramount cuts and all that i i kind of expected a cancellation but i wasn't expecting it this soon and also this far away i thought maybe they'll do a six and then kind of calm disco down to make way for strange new worlds but not only are they cutting Discovery, they're pushing the final season back a year, which we kind of all expected it to be this year. Um, so I was a bit shocked, and afterwards, thinking about it, I was a bit kind of like, oh, I'm quite sad now. Because as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Discovery, and we kind of think we've got half and half here, haven't we? We've got some, we've got some not negative proponents of Discovery, but we've definitely got some sort of like both, both sides of the argument, one might say. Um, guys, fair and balanced. Yeah, absolutely. This is why we brought Frank on. <laughs> Auto needed a friend. Um, speaking of Auto, how did you find this announcement? And yeah, please. So I was, I started looking up numbers, um, ratings and such prior to this, and I was surprised. I'm not fully caught up with season four. I saw the first three, but I was surprised at the the big decline for season four for um, user and critic ratings, because I've heard from a lot of my friends who do watch, which is the reason I was keeping up in the first place, that um, they really liked, they thought it was on the upswing in terms of writing cohesion and such. So it was surprising to see across the board, you know, Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and all sorts of sites show the popularity falling for the series as a whole and then for season four. So I guess if I'd seen those earlier, I wouldn't be as surprised with the news, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's when you brought that. I I was kind of baffled because I was like, Discovery is one of those obvious instances of like, you know, it's one of those rules that uh, television usually gets better as it goes along because you have more time to work out the kinks. You know, what actor is working out here, what actor is not, um, what plot lines do people give a shit about, what do they not, um, what direction do we want to go with? And usually, as things go along, they get better. Like sometimes you obviously hit that plateau, and then things start to get slightly worse, as they do with say TNG season seven, where you start to get a mm, we're all out of ideas. Let's just throw a lot of family members at the storylines, right? How dare you? Um, Sub Rosa is unmatched, my friend. Yes, yes, and inheritance, and mm. no, not inheritance. What's the other one? Uh, fucking the one with Picard's son that's awful that no one likes. Oh, Jason Vigo. Jason Vigo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that fucking garbage. Um, so, like, Disco is is one of the strongest, I think, arguments for a TV show getting better has gone on. Because season one, I like it. But boy, does it not hang together at all. That has no cohesion whatsoever. You could switch entire running t uh, episodes around and it would make more sense. The ending is a complete ramshackle garbage affair that feels like uh, we only had 13 episodes to wrap this up and the war's over. 
Um, there's some just, baffling character choices that came out of nowhere. Quick interject. Frank, got a bit of feedback coming on your mic there. Oh. <laughs> just noticed that. Yeah. Um, and then Crack season on. two got steadily better. And I think that a lot of people think that season two is really quite strong. It introduced, like, you know, arguably the most beloved aspect of modern Trek in Christopher and Anderson's Christopher Pike. Um, season three and four are very different, but like you said, they're a lot more cohesive. There's a actual hmm. running theme about you know, taking season one and season two is, you know, like a flag bearing of the, the Federation and what it means and actually kind of putting it into action and making it let's exemplify those actions rather than just say them in a speech after we've done some kind of nefarious shit. Um, <laughs> which happened quite a bit in season one and season two, which is part of the reason why like, I'm kind of surprised that they're higher rated than three and four, which I think are overall better written, more cohesive stories. Mm. Now, whether or not you think those necessarily are good, you know, it's a matter of personal taste, but um, I think they are more cohesive. I don't think that's really something you can argue. Like, there's mm. the actual thesis to season three and four, whereas season one and two is just shit happens, we guess. Kind of. I thought season two was pretty cohesive, if I'm honest. Like, it was, it yeah, was fairly wrapped the, up. The, the people have like speculated that like the original identity of the red angel was going to be something very different and then that's the reason why there's a hard left turn on that mm. i could see that because it does kind of just come out of nowhere with the revelation as, as to who that is and revel you know oh we need to go to the future uh change who the identity is so that we can leave you know type thing but mm. that's something that only the fired showrunners could probably tell us and they'll be keeping stum. but yeah no it's one of those weird things where season three and four i don't know why because like especially season four, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm going to be watching it now. I feel like I should save it like a bottle of wine in the fridge, just to keep it and, like, enjoy it like a a fine vintage. Like mm, there's only missed so much of yeah. this left. Uh, Frank, how yeah, many, everyone what... has said that season four is like, yeah. a really good one. But... What about you, Frank? Like when you when you heard the news on this, because you're you're not Discovery's biggest fan. So what was your sort of initial reaction to this? It's uh, and hopefully you don't get feedback now. Um... Speechless is not what I'm going for here. Um, <laughs> it is so it's, bereft of. We're recording this at 2 a.m. on the East Coast. <laughs> Live TV, folks. I, I had a whole thing prepared, and then it's just like suddenly, does it even matter? Um, we existentially lived through drama behind the scenes with writers, with showrunners, with producers as the viewer we lived through that in season one and two and it was painful to a degree because it was not to your point a cohesive story all the way and it didn't get its footing until the end of that little area yeah they did things that could have been better yeah they did things that were really cool and there's a lot of people out there that would like wipe their nose with discovery as much as there are people out there that would wear a disco t-shirt like me i'm wearing one today uh, to support our fallen troop. The reality is, at the very least, the show brought back to the public a franchise that was effectively, from a television standpoint, dead and had been dead for going on, working on 20 years. Take the movies out. Uh, and it has allowed, through that initial success, all these other shows, which are opportunities for actors and people working behind the scenes, uh, and, of course, us as fans, new content to consume uh, and keeping this franchise alive that tried to die a year into itself 
50 some odd years ago and was only revived through a write-in campaign from its fans. So really the fans benefited regardless of if they like disco or not. They've benefited from its life and now impending death. We knew it wasn't going to go on forever. I figured it would make season six and that'd be it. I didn't think there would be a seven. Uh, I'm surprised to see it get pushed back a whole year because they have finished principal photography on it. It's shot. It's in a can. Well, there's no more cans, but it's on a hard drive somewhere. But now they've got to rework a lot of stuff, I'm guessing, hmm. which is, I guess, fine. Um, I'm more, I'm not as sad for the end of Discovery because I think we're nearing the end of what that show could do because I'd rather see it, and we'll get into this later, I'd rather spin it off into like 31st Century Starfleet Academy and hmm. other stuff. Uh, I'm sad for the possibility of what will happen to our other shows that we have right now. Are they going to be unceremoniously also put on the transporter pad and, you know, a certain transporter chief who will remain unnamed, Rand, is transporting them and they go bye-bye. Yeah. So let's, um, sorry, I'll take up. I think it probably steered us wrong by starting with the ratings because <laughs> if I had to guess, and I have zero expertise in the matter, so I probably shouldn't be guessing, it's more external factors than storyline and that kind of thing at this point. It might be death by a dozen cuts. CBS uh, has been known for a long time in the States as having more of an older catalog or catalog dedicated more toward uh, older viewers. Uh, their their streaming platform is lagging behind others like Disney+. Plus. Um there's a lot more Trek options. And I think we, once they started coming out, all the different shows we were kind of asking, when will Trek start cannibalizing itself? Can they really have five shows running at once? And so yeah, um, where they were the first and uh, to bring Trek back and we had all eyes on them. Now you have a lot of options for Star Trek. So I think there's a whole bunch of different issues here. And even if some of them only account for a 3%, a 5% drop in popularity, those add up to the point where it's it's not viable for CBS. Yeah, and I think we need to look at the idea of, the, of like why this came to be. Within it, the news all spun out that Paramount itself were going, right, we need to cut our streaming services for what, you know, the same reason that every tech company and every company is is cutting, but, you know, everything all around, everything's just really expensive right now for a variety of reasons. But I think the, the reason that the Paramount's looking at Discovery specifically is saying, right, we've got this long-running TV show, but hey, over here we've got Strange New Worlds, which is basically run out of the gate fans love it for the most part um critics love it uh everyone just wants it to continue so much like it, it just is won tons of awards we've also got lower decks which is and prodigy which are cheap ish to produce um require very little downtime and can go on the right and you know obviously they've kind of sort of fallen on the wayside on the short treks project and picard is ending so they're kind of looking at the future and kind of going well if we can ride the strange new worlds train out and maybe put out maybe one or two other little live action things out let's not talk about section 31 it's it's still in development but you know for for example but i think this is definitely they're now putting their eggs in the basket of like right strange new worlds is our is our poster child for this and rightfully so to be fair you know you know it is the poster child for star trek at this point like it's does everything that kind of everyone really wants discovery is its own thing and yeah rightfully so that it's um come through as the sort of the progenitor for everything else and it has its own style with its own problems but i think that yeah i think definitely if you look at it from a 
um, producer's standpoint from the person within charge of the money kind of go, well, this thing's won awards and this thing has just caused us nothing but problems and controversy. Maybe we nix this in the bud. And fair play to them. Don't do a firefly and just go, right, we're cutting it, no season five. They're giving it a chance to end, which is the best of all scenarios. We're gutted it didn't get the seven seasons and three movies, but uh, at least they're going to have a chance to sort of wrap up the stories with potential, like Crank said, to spin off in the rumoured Academy series. Well, that that is sort of the thing is you you when something like this is cancelled, you have to ask yourself a few questions, which is uh, namely, where did we go from here? And it's really easy to see where you can go from here. They literally open up an entire new part of the setting which we had never seen before. Mm. It's still relatively untouched. It's still kind of, it's not as unknown as say TNG era was when it first debuted. We know more about the thirty second uh, century just because by nature of knowing more about the you know the world previously, but. There's a lot that they didn't want to establish, and I think they were kind of right to do that because it means that they've got a lot of room to go out and do. They can do a Voyager J series, they can do a Starfleet Academy series, they could do a Captain Saru spin-off if they want. They could do any kind of number of Hell things. Yes. Um like, exactly. Guess what? That's the other thing is that Discovery ending doesn't so much fill me with like sadness as go. Well, there's still a, a ton of ways in which it can survive. We can get Discovery books. We could probably get like a ton of cameos and like other things. We can get tons of spin-offs. Like we could probably get video games at this point as well. Like now that they actually are making Star Trek video games again, mm. um, Disco will live on in some other. Guess what? Star Trek doesn't die. Star Trek refuses to die. Every they tried to Star kill it. Trek, they failed. Yeah. <laughs> like I can, you can still go out and buy TOS comics that they're making right now. Yeah. Like, Enterprise has a arguably better book launch than it did actual TV run. Um, and it's like, I don't know, you also have to ask yourself, what was the natural end point for Discovery? You know, because once they got to the 32nd century, it's like, okay, cool. How many stories do we feel we can tell with this crew in this time space? It's like, cool, we've done like the settling in, the learning, the setting in season three. We did a big cool mystery in season four, which is more about sort of like drawing the Federation together. Season five seems to be like a big old adventure, which is kind of good fun. But it's like at some point you have to ask yourself, you know, how, how do we feel that we are leaving these characters in a complete state? And I think the fact that they felt that they could leave season five and then you know, we assume they're going to be adding in some new scenes, some like, you know, some farewells, some appropriate scenes to saying goodbye to everyone. And, you know, maybe, oh, I'll see you in the scene, this in spinoff. Um, Probably very stoic goodbye scenes with no tears whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely no tears. No tears. Um, no, Saru will be crying. Like, well, <laughs> buckets. Yeah, yeah, no, he'll be at his own wedding with uh, the Federation, with the uh, Vulcan <gasps> president. It'll be great, yeah. There you go, that'll be how it ends. It'll be end with a wedding. Um, oh, sorry. There you go, see? But guess <laughs> what? It's like, these characters are in a much healthier place than when we met them in season one. They are much more fulfilled. They have lived good lives. They've had interesting storylines happen to them. Yeah, they didn't get seven seasons and four movies, but I think about how Burnham has progressed. I think about how Saru has progressed. I think about where Stamets is with his found family. I think about where Culber is in his newfound second life. I think about all these characters. I'm like, you 
know what? Yeah, that's an okay place to leave them. Like I can just mm. see them sail off into the into the starry sky, you know, just like Enterprise in the Enterprise D, and go, you know, sky's the limit, and there you go. Uh, to I'm be fair, yeah, them, by the end of season four, there are all kind of there is no sort of lingering plot thread or anything that could, you know, without spoiling anything, that everyone's kind of in a cool place, like you say. There's a few a little tangible things you want to know, like what they're going to do with the sport drive and warp drive and things like that. But yeah, you you are right. It is in the best place it could be to have another fun adventure like generation style first contact style before yeah. they kind of hit the hay yeah, yeah it took us this long thing. to learn about yeah. Yeah. i mean the the uh, one of the faults that i've had with discovery and again it was a product of the turmoil behind the scenes mm. was it took us beyond the first two seasons to learn the names really mm. that was a, yeah that was and, a shame that learn about them none of the other shows were that guilty like we we dragged behind but through exposition or 26 season episodes which we need that again 26 episode season mm, um yeah keep, keep the, you know we could, <laughs> we could learn about everybody and now we're just like yeah i can name bryce and reese and 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 oh god oh i'm starting to forget but like you can actually name the people and you know a few things about them. And I think if we get just a little bit more of that this season, this upcoming final season, and like you said, let them just have one more big fun adventure, hmm. they're good. We've 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 done the purpose of Discovery, which is existing in its own little bubble, which outside of a little wink wink nudge nudge on Strange New Worlds, will never be heard from again. This will never be referenced in another Star Trek, you know, piece of media maybe outside of Starfleet Academy because it's top secret and mm. banished from the records. So yeah. it's a good place to leave them in their own new room bubble yeah. life. Yeah. 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 And it's also a case of, you know, if you think about the ways that Star Trek can end, this is one of the better ones to do it. We're not ending on Turnabout Intruder. <laughs> We're not ending on Nemesis. We're not ending on fucking these are the voyages. That's like, true. by comparison's sake, they they know going into the season that well, it's their final one. They had we haven't got to the end of season up. five yet. Deanna Troy and Riker could well pop up at a holodeck. We it could happen. Know. We never know. <laughs> um, Don't let Berman in that writers' room. God, I, I got. I'll shoot myself if I have to. But. Yeah, if you think about it, it's like this is not you know, maybe not the platonic ideal because I think the platonic ideal is still you know DS9 and TNGs are finales, which I think are basically kind of perfect for what they're meant to be. You can argue about DS9 a bit, but um, it's like yeah, like there's so much better. This is like a, a much nicer place. We're not going to end on Stamets dying in a ridiculous like uh, fashion and a holodeck program being run by like, like another character. We're not going to end up with a ton of plot lines left over, like. Hey, what about you know Trip into Poles like romance? What about this? What about that? What about the whole Starfleet thing? What about the Earth Romulan War? You know, I look, I look at Discovery. I'm like, yeah, you, 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 know, you can spin off from that. There's tons of stuff to do. I wouldn't mind a Discovery movie if they think that maybe that's more financially viable. But you're, yeah, you're no, definitely, yeah. good. I, I had enough of Discovery like right after starting it, which I've always been a Discovery not liker. I won't say hater because mm. there are certain aspects I like. But I will say, the whole galaxy in peril thing that they keep yeah. rewinding on would actually play much better in a movie 
than mm. in 10 episodes where there's a lot less fatigue setting in. And so for those looking for someone to dance on the grave, I will do it now. Let me read from the promo material for the upcoming final season. The fifth and final season will find Captain Burnham and the crew of the USS Discovery uncovering a mystery that will send them on an epic adventure across the galaxy to find an ancient power whose very existence has been deliberately hidden for centuries. It sounds a lot like the whole you know, galaxy and peril thing they've done mm. for seasons. I'd say it sounds so, a bit more Indiana Jones-ish, if I'm honest. Like, yeah. it sounds like, honestly, like Raiders of the Lost Ark a well, little bit. Well, I could, you know, the rest, dangerous foes who are desperate to claim the prize for themselves and will stop at nothing to get it. So there's definitely, it's yeah. the hint of galaxy and peril and they have to stop it. So, it, which I guess circles back to the ratings where if you've seen the same thing several times, maybe it loses its luster. The two data points that I'm aware of for network viewership is 9.6 million um, for the initial premiere in 2017. And then they played it again. Uh, strange, strangely enough, they played the same the Vulcan Hello again in 2020, and that dropped to 1.7 million. Point two in the demo, it was way down uh, mm. that night for viewership. So obviously there's a billion factors that go into that, but just as a fan, it's disappointing to see it drop that precipitously. And I so, think, I th I, I, honestly, my honest opinion is if there hadn't have been all the circumstances leading to these cuts, I think we would have seen a season six, maybe a season seven of Discovery. I think, honestly, if they hadn't been tightening the belt, um, you know, through, through the various methods, I think they would have supported the show. It's, honestly it's also the least popular series by whatever uh, user rating metrics I can find. I mean, IMDb, very established website, it's dropped, especially over the last year where it was kind of in the mix, it's dropped. Um strongly below all the other series including lower decks prodigy all the new stuff that's out now all the old trek as well so i think it is you know it's a mix of people not liking the storylines that are put out even though i understand you guys and a lot of my friends think it's more cohesive budget cuts uh cbs overall failing so i think there's mm -hmm. just, there's too many factors to point to but i think at this point it is deserved because even if they excel in one area, it seems to be that there's two or three other areas that they're flagging in. I think it's and, it has... Sorry, go on, Frank. Go on, Frank. Well, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and I'm not trying to shit on your point, but you say, hey, let it go for even up to a seventh season. But we all just kind of agreed, we're good, basically, with well, where yeah. they are. <laughs> How much more can we do with 24 more episodes? I mean, say that versus... about TNG for how many hundreds well, yeah, of episodes. I was, I was about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, DS9 ran a whole Dominion War. I think there's pl there's yeah. plenty of story there they could do, especially in an unknown setting which they're in. But rather than go over hypotheticals, like we are where we are at this point, and it, it is what it is. And it is it is a shame, I, I I think, you know, for people, for whatever as, it was. As weird as it would feel at this point, and this is like obviously a hypothetical that would never happen, if they shifted to episodic, I feel like they could do a lot more to help stave off the fatigue and still tell stories that wouldn't necessarily affect where characters are in their life. And season I mean, that's part of the reason did why. Do a little bit of that. I think season four was possibly the most episodic of, of all the Discovery seasons because they had the over, not quite in the same way as Stranger Worlds, but they had the overarching plot and they definitely had their scenes developed to it. But each episode was definitely 
of its own thing up until maybe the last sort of like three or four where they definitely sort of honed straight into right this is our serialized point but no i, I get what you mean i think that's where strange new worlds <laughs> i think the famous phrase phrase by akiva goldsman to alex kurtzman was why don't we just make star trek <laughs> and that's kind of like strange new worlds was born and yeah the reason it, you know it has been more fan popular than discovery but to your point with like ratings and critics rewards I think in the, you know, we are still in the early days of streaming. There's been a lot of things like Marvel and Disney supporting their shows, even though they don't quite make as much bank because they contribute to the overall whole of the fandom. There's definitely an overall tapestry of narrative that is formed by having these shows that can make its money back in DVD sales, in merchandise, by contributing to the law. Um, so I think, you know, sh producers are more, maybe not in the case of CBS and, and Paramount, because those guys don't seem to know licensing and how to actually market your product for for anything worth a damn but that's another separate issue um but i i think there is definitely a lot more awareness of investing in your brand in the smaller projects or even in the projects that are maybe less critically acclaimed but more fan niche in a firefly kind of way that can pay off in the future a lot more Yeah, no, it's also a case of like it is interesting that quote about you know let's just make Star Trek, and that, that kind of brings to mind about uh, Discovery, which is its legacy, which is that it was a bold step, not necessarily a strong step in some hmm. ways. Like it was very different. It was not nineties Trek. Using um, past tense, it's not over force. yet. It is. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, it is also a case of you know, regardless of how you want to slice it and w which of the other raft of the shows is your favorite, all of them owe their success to Discovery. That mm. is undeniable. Like Strange New Worlds would not exist without Discovery. End of discussion. Um, Lower Decks and um, I don't think Lower Decks would have had nearly the audience. Um, if Lower Decks had been if, the opening if, if, show, people would have gone. Yeah, mad for I don't that. think. Like, yeah, I don't think people would have responded in quite the same way. I think that Discovery like, was, in some ways, it was the first one over the top, and it kind of put its foot out there and said, "Okay, we're trying out the Star Trek thing. What do you think of this?" Hmm. And sometimes the value in what you put out in a piece of art is not just what people like about it what people dislike about and how that can allow you to guide the rest of what you make and i think that by virtue of everything else being completely different to discovery in other ways discovery took the heat you know and like mm. i think a lot of people are gonna look back at it and go yeah it had a, quite a few missteps in this and that and i didn't like this style there's a few episodes that i think are pretty pretty bad but overall it was the litmus test and if you think about where we've gone in the space of, what, five, six years from Discovery's premiere to now, Star Trek is better off for it having happened. Um, and that's going to be an interesting legacy for it to contend to. Um, I'll be interested to see how it's looked back on in 20 years. I'll be interested to see what people think about it and how they look back on it. In look how many people when we've got another Enterprise six now. series of Stranger Worlds and yeah. stuff like that, you know? <laughs> And, and Star Trek Four is still almost coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll go get those whales sooner or later. All right, let's let's start to wrap this up. Any any final thoughts on um, Discovery's soon to be parting? It's not over yet. Um, there may be other news. We still let to hear about a spin-off. But uh, guys, Auto, what do you? Th any final words on this? Nope. 
Spoken try a true lover of discovery. I mean, if you want, we can do do another four hours, but we have a lot of recording to do today, so. We're going to go watch Enterprise in a minute. Stars. Via con Dios. Uh, I still think this is one of the strongest casts of any Star Trek in terms of everywhere, all the component parts. I think in almost every other show, especially in the 90s ones, there's at least one or two actors you can point out, especially early on, that are weak. I think this is a very strong cast overall, no matter what season it is. Um... My favorite episodes, as it stands, are probably Magic to Make the Sailor's Men Go Mad, because that's still a banger of an episode. Uh, season 2 is ex- fucking excellent, especially, I think it's If Memory Serves, the Cage mm-hmm. sequel. Um, season 3, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. I really enjoy the um, the Unification Part 3. Like, There's a lot of really good episodes in Discovery, actually, when I think about it. Even though it is more of a serialized product, I can point to individual episodes and go, I really like that one, I really like that one, I really like that one. And I'm... I'm, Now I've got a fire lit under my ass to watch uh, Series 4 and really appreciate it, because there's only so much of it left. Frank? I'd all by you. You agree? Go, Frank, and I'll uh, I'll take us out. Sad to see another Star Trek project cancelled in my lifetime although not shocked. Uh, glad that it opened the door for a lot of people and a lot of new viewers and a lot of new projects that I do enjoy. Uh, hopeful for the future. And maybe they'll take this opportunity of a year off to retool the ending to really give it something special and make everyone sit down and go, holy shit, that was cool. That was worth it. Yeah, I, I think... This is, you know, as I said before, this is systematic of events on our world, of, you know, budgets tightening, and sadly, Discovery is the legacy program, now legacy program, had to take the fall for other things to fly, and I think for all its faults, and I'm not going to deny it, it doesn't have faults as much as a, a Discovery fan that I am, it's definitely had its missteps, I think there is definitely a legacy with it that will endure, and I hope this is not the end of the 32nd century, um, I want to see more of that world through whoever's lenses, whether it be a Starfleet Academy or whether it will be a Voyager J series or even a short track here or there. I definitely don't want to see this as the end of that world. Um, and I imagine we'll, uh, you know, in the much the same way, we won't see the end of the 25th century when Picard ends. So I, I hope that this is just them saying, right, we need to lose at least one of these premiere shows so Strange New Worlds can live. And then when Strange New Worlds concludes in six seven years that hopefully um that, that they can they can fly once again once the budgets get bigger and the, the star trek appreciation goes all around but thank you everyone for joining on this on not quite a post-mortem i think we're gonna have another post-mortem on discovery when it, it when the end of season five and when we get through there um but uh frank auto stars thank you for joining us and um we will see you all later uh hopefully this is not the end my friend. I just need to start playing Amazing Grace. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Scotty and his bagpipes yeah. when you need them. Damn right. Of all the series I have met in my travels, this was the most Star Trek. Live long and prosper.